Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. We, uh, again, are honored and thankful that you would take the time to listen to us today as we continue on in the book of Proverbs. We've been in Proverbs chapter 13 here this week and just having a good time in Proverbs, just learning what God has for us and taking it and applying it to our lives. We're all about applying things. We, If you're the first time listener, you hear that sometimes we uh, we talk about a bunch of personal things too. We just kind of bring what kind of like half talk show, half Bible study, maybe a third talk show, a third Bible study, a third freaky kind of stuff. Sometimes we have music, sometimes we <laughs> okay, don't. Okay, that freaks me out because when you were saying we're a third this, and I'm like, the third part has got to be that we're freaks. So <laughs> Direct hit. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. That was a direct hit. You were spot on. <laughs> so we are freaks. Yeah. And we're coming clean with you guys because, you know, full disclosure, we're not normal people. I'm just going to be honest with you. If you're if you're looking for normal people, you probably don't want to listen to this podcast because we're like you guys, man. We're just as messed up as you guys. We're just plotting our way through life, you know, got 10 things going on all the time, wondering how we're going to buy this, pay for this, move this, wondering what in the world's going on with the Biden dollar. I mean, you know, I've, t- I've turned from steak to chicken and wondering how long I can stay with chicken before I look for other <laughs> sources of protein. But anyway... <laughs> That's where, that's where dry beans come into play. <laughs> beans, you know, beans, beans, you know, they're, they're okay. You know, beans can change you. And, uh, so Better anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to do the beans, beans, magical fruit, the more you eat, but I said, no, I'm not going to do that because that's something <laughs> that you people would expect me doing it. So I'm not going to say it. So anyway, and so I, I think this Stephanie too, I think that, you know, so our vision or our goal, because we have one, you know, everybody kind of does. Our vision, our goal is to help those people who are hurting with PTSD or just hurting or just want to help people with PTSD or just want to do something or just kind of want to listen to what's going on in our lives or, you know, what's because our life kind of mirrors everybody else's lives. So our goal is just to help you guys. That's always been our goal. And just letting you know, we're pretty normal, pretty average folks that go through the same thing that everybody else goes through. And, uh, and we just kind of cruise along. And, uh, but I do think this Stephanie too, I, you know, one of the things I've always been so happy with, with this podcast is just the, just the people, the cultures and stuff that listen to us. We got people all over the world listening to us. And I'm so thrilled that somebody, you know, 13 time zones away from here is listening to us and being part of what we're doing. And just thank you. Thank you. Whether you're one time zone, 15 time zone, same time zone. Thank you for taking the time to do this. So we've been talking, Stephanie, we, we spent a lot of time yesterday on separation, pride, things that get in the way. And, and, uh, we're, we're moving a little bit this way. We're still talking about vanity, you know, pride and vanity and ungodliness and wickedness and narcissism, that kind of stuff all goes together. And we're heading that way. But before we do that, we got our segment. So we changed. You might be a knucklehead to you might be right with God. So what we wanted to do is we we're getting positive. I don't know how long this is going to last, but uh, I think uh, you, you might be right with God if you're 
if you're doing your Bible reading or listening. I know some of you have a hard time reading. I don't have time. You know, just listen to the Bible every day. Uh, if that's all you can do, just get the Bible in you, get it through your ears, get it through your head, process it, uh, listen to the Bible all you can, because that makes you right with God. It really does. It, it helps you to understand. What, for whatever reason, it's like a key that unlocks uh, the Holy Spirit in me a little bit. I mean, just being able to plug into the Bible, plug into a, a devotion. You know, Stephanie has devotions with her kids every single night. I'm more of a morning person. Uh, but I think that's the key that unlocks things in our lives. And mm-hmm. uh, and what, what verse is Emmy memorizing these days? Well, she just finished her first um, whole Bible memory book. So her last verse she learned was Luke 6.36. Um, so now she's starting her new um, her new Bible memory book. So I think, um, which will kind of be review, her first verse for this book is Romans 6.23. Um, and then I think her next one that she's going to start here is Titus three, five. So, wow. Wow. And, and folks, that's a five-year-old girl doesn't turn six to June. I mean, she's, she's a little more than five and a half right now. So you you guys can tell you, you were talking about things Emmy comes up with. Well, you know, what other one of my children comes up with some whopper questions and that's Samuel. I was going to say Sammy. Yeah. And um, we're sitting at lunch today, and this is totally not related to this, but it sort of is. He says to me, he's like, Mom, I have a question for you. I said, okay. And he says, what is God's purpose for babies that he takes to heaven before they're born? And wow, I'm, I'm standing there. Wow. Because he, he's like, you tell us that God every person for a purpose. Yeah. And I, I've been thinking about it, and I, he said, I can't figure out what the purpose is for a baby who's never born. Yeah, maybe it's the, you and, know, so they won't ever see sin. I mean, well, I don't, what, what did you say to him? But what's their purpose? What's God's purpose for creating that baby? He's going to take them to heaven. They're never going to be born. They're never going to get to, quote, live for God. So what's their purpose? This is what Sam's asking me, and he had clearly been thinking about this. And, and so, said, so what did you answer? Yeah. <laughs> so, so this was my answer to him. And, and it was beautiful it, before it was over. It was beautiful to me because it was special to me that he was thinking about it. Um, but I told him, I said, well, Sam, I said, if I had never lost babies, I would never have a free, I appreciate my children you, you know, Sam's a rainbow baby. And so I know that's part of the reason he was thinking about it because he wouldn't exist if I hadn't lost the baby before him. Yeah. And, um, I said, Sam, I said, I, I love the children I have here on earth so much more because of the ones that went to heaven before they were born. And I said, Sam, I said, you know, I said, ultimately what's our purpose. And of course we were, you know, we were saying it's to glorify God. And I said, Sam, they're still created for that purpose. The babies that go to heaven, I said, Sam, I said, what do you think they're doing in heaven? I said, they're, they're around the throne of God singing praises to him. They're getting to glorify God face to face. And I said, Sam, they're just, they're just doing in heaven what we're to be doing here. And I said, it, it doesn't matter whether they saw this earth ever or not. I said, God created them to bring glory to him. And I said, every baby that's in heaven now. And then, of course, he says, well, what about babies that don't have a mommy that's saved? Do they go to heaven, too? And I said, yeah. 
I said, it doesn't matter if the mommy's saved or not. That baby's an innocent soul and they go to heaven too. And it was just so neat to me that at nine, nine years of age, he was thinking through that, that deeply, but it, it, it was amazing to me to think I had thought about that. Why, why does God, you know, I think I have a friend right now who just lost her baby. It was a stillborn mm. situation. Um, her Facebook posts right now are just breaking my heart. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about her, her baby that she lost and thinking that baby, I know her, my heart breaks for her and what she's missing, but that baby's purpose is still to honor and glorify God. That's, that's why the Lord says precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints, because in some supernatural way, God receives glory through it. And so anyways, um, just that idea of thinking through scripture, um, every single day, taking time in the word of God, because if you're a parent, your kids are going to ask you questions like that. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And you need to be spending time in God's word. So when they ask the questions, the Lord has verses and things there to help help you have some answers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think it's so, uh, so significant the way you answered it, that, you know, for this baby, uh, you know, for, to be, you know, made by God, uh, and to use the parents, I, I think the great answer that you gave is to help the parents, to help those around them, to get closer to God. A trial always ends that way. But Sammy does. Sammy's very inquisitical. He's very, um, very tuned in. He's, he just, uh, he, he's a deep thinker. He kind of fades in. So if you look at Stephanie's family, you know, by where the kids were born and stuff, you know, it's just, they, they all get along pretty well. I mean, you know, Daniel's a little bit older and, but he, Charles seems to get along good with him and Joe, but I mean, there's like groups of kids that kind of hang together, but (laughs) Samuel has this by ages, you know, but Samuel has this deep side of his thought. And, yeah. uh, he does, he does. I don't know what God's going to use him for in life, but I know it's going to be great. And so we're on verse number 11 here in chapter 13 of the book of Proverbs. And, uh, I like this verse a lot, Stephanie here. It says wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he that gathereth by labor shall increase. And, uh, uh, you know, this idea is that God's blessing is not with people who get wealth from some other way. Uh, it's not, it's gained by habits, you know, maybe drug dealing, prostitution, gambling. I don't know. It, it just, to me, it's, that's what kind of feels like. Um, but the, when you gather it by labor, you're, you're a lot happier with it. It's a lot different feel. I mean, what's this verse talking to you about? Well, vanity means emptiness. Yeah. Um, worthlessness. And yeah, gambling would definitely fall under that. But I think you can even have simpler things of wealth that is gained. Um, when I think of worthless, um, sometimes, you know, worthless vanity turns evil and any wealth that is gained by dishonest dealings or, um, shady, shady agreements or shady, um, contracts, it, it's God is not going to have his hand of blessing on it ever at all. And so it doesn't matter how much money those dealings or those situations may give you to put in the bank. Um, God's not going to bless it. And if God doesn't bless it, yeah. wow, 
diminish really quick. Um, but again, we have that contrast. And, and I see here that God blesses diligence. We, we talked about yeah. diligence in an earlier podcast this week, but the idea that God blesses labor, he, he blesses someone who goes out, puts, puts his heart into his work. And, um, I, I get the idea here too of, of, you know, who was I talking to? And they were saying that, you know, people that are it used to be, you couldn't even get a manager position till you were like late twenties, early thirties. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, you had to be older. Well, now they're giving these assistant manager positions to kids that are 21 that are barely out of high school, so to speak, or, you know, still in college because the young people are applying themselves. And my hat is off to a young person who is applying, you know, I'm sick of hearing young people thrown out of the bus when it is my age group that are the lazy bums sitting yeah. at home on couches, taking in the stimulus checks and not going out and working. Yeah. Um, get a so job. Like, yeah. Yes. Like get off your couch go get a job and put in an honest day's labor um, for your paycheck. And God promises to bless that. And so my hat is off. You know, I'm encouraging my sons, you be diligent. You're going to stand out. You're going to make a difference. And yes, you do it for the Lord, but God promises to to bless diligence and bless someone who is being a shining light for him in that way. And so, um, that this is a very, very practical verse. It is, it is. And, and, and I think, you know, it's just what it says, you know, wealth that's gained dishonestly. It, it's seldom, you know, it's speculation. It's, uh, you know, doing things the wrong way, uh, it seldom lasts. But those people who continue to labor, those people who continue to work, those people who pay off their homes, pay off their cars, have money to help the kids go to college. I mean, I think that's kind of what it's talking about here, just doing it. And I, you gave a good example about today, so many young people, if you're young and, and you've got drive and you've got a godliness about you, you know, the manager at the Starbucks I go to and I, I've I only went like three times last week. I'm falling apart, man. But anyway, uh, he's like 20 years old, the assistant manager. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but he's all in. And then the lady who's another assistant manager, and they have two different assistant managers, she's like 24, 25. And, but they're yeah. all in. It's serious to them. It's real. And, yeah. and you know, they're going to make a lot of money in Starbucks. You know, if you continue on, you get your own store because that's their next next stop. And so I think it's important. But look at this next verse, Stephanie. It says, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. Boy, I like that. You know, hope deferred. Think about that. It makes you the heart sick in a way, right? So, so hope is what sustains our heart. Our hope in Christ is a sustaining thing for me. So when I think of hope, it, it sustains me, the hope of God's word, the hope, the trust in that, the, you know, but when you don't have that, when you don't have hope in certain areas, you know, one of the big things in the army, they talked about prisoners of war. So everybody gets trained as you move up in the ranks of, you know, about being a prisoner, about doing this, how to handle these things, how to handle these different things that may happen to you while serving the army and how, you, and, and I think we need a lot more of that in Christianity, to be honest with you. But one of the things they talk about is people in prisoner camps and stuff, they'll bring up people who would do anything. You know, like there was an admiral, I'm trying to remember his name. He actually ran with Ross Perot, which was ill-advised. They cost George Bush, the first George Bush, the second term as president. 
but there was an admiral who was his vice presidential candidate who was just supposed to be there in the beginning. They were supposed to change candidate. But if you look up this guy, I mean, this guy, when he earned a Medal of Honor, he should have earned much more than that. This guy was a hero. He'd got beat by the prisoners. He, he was beat to the, the thing of death. Oh. He would, uh, do you know who I'm talking about? I'm trying to, I, yeah. I, but I mean, this guy kept hope alive, you mm. know, as a prisoner, uh, he kept, he kept everything going. So I think that hope, uh-huh. I think that it's important here yet, uh, I think that we got to understand what does hope look like for an individual, for somebody out there hurting? Uh, what does it look like? What does hope look like to somebody? Well, I think hope, um, I think this can mean many different things. And I don't think this is talking about obviously a hope in God because God always takes care of us. I think this is desire. This is the idea of um, looking forward to something. Um and it and it doesn't happen you know i think there's a you can see this on simple child levels you know when someone when a kid is really excited or hoping to do something and then it has to get canceled um i think of during covid the first in 2020 um you know things got shut down we we had to cancel events and things and my kids were really really disappointed and that's just on a very practical level um this can happen on bigger levels you know we're hoping um, and again, this is where we have like a human hope for something and it doesn't happen. And it, this is very, this is just, I love that God gets, he knows our frame, he knows we're dust and he knows these are things that are real for us. And the idea that it makes us sad sometimes when it's something that's fairly serious or whatever, um, it makes our hearts sick. You know, if, if someone we love, we're hoping they make it and they die. Yeah, it makes your heart really sick. Um, it affects you if you know if you know someone that's sick and they're suffering. It makes your heart sick. Yeah. Um, it's just very, very real. Yeah, and I just remembered as I was sitting here was Adam Stockdale, uh, not Adam Admiral oh, Stockdale. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard. Look him up if you get a chance. Do a yeah. uh, you know going back to the '92 election, and we lost it to Clinton because Perot stayed in the race and took like six points and seven points away from Bush and, and, uh, but I, this is, this is what I'm thinking about too. You know, what you said makes perfect sense, but how many people are laying at the pool, uh, of Bethesda, you know, how many people are in, in a bad place where they feel like there's no hope? How many people's lives are in that bad place? And, uh, I, I think it's important that, you know, we got to understand that we're part of that hope. Again, we talked about, I think, Monday, I think last Monday we talked about in, in that podcast about the light of God shines through us. And you had mentioned that, you know, about darkness, uh, that there's some people are allured to the shininess of darkness and things of that nature. But that light is hope. Yeah. Uh, and it's hope just, you know, just when you have a friend sometimes, Stephanie, just when, when things are really bad and you have a friend, you know, just somebody who's going to be a real friend. Somebody you can call at any time, you know, somebody you can go through real bad stuff with, somebody whose life is, I mean, just a friend. And, um, boy, I, I mean, that means hope. So I just think, you know, you look at this verse, it says, hope deferred, make it the heart sick. But when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. And um, when hope's desire is fulfilled, 
you know, it's it's almost like it's sustaining, life-sustaining. I talked about hope as a, a sustainment. You know, sometimes we just need hope, don't we? You know, so uh, we're constantly, like, another good example, and using Stephanie's life, because we do that a lot. That's why I used to call her freak. She has a lot of things going on. But remember <laughs> this. So Stephanie had the, has these tumors, and thank God they're just tumors that were caused by some medicine she was put on, and, and they're not, they haven't turned into anything cancerous. She gets them checked once in a while. She's doing great. Uh, but, but you know what I'm thinking about? So much hope when they said, hey, there's nothing here. You know, you got hope. It's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Completely changed your continence. Completely changed your life. I remember you went home and Stephanie, Steffi was so happy. Yeah. You, you know, she saw the hope. She saw that you were getting better. I think, you know what, this is a wider range than that. But I guess what I'm trying to say to everybody as we're listening to this podcast is be part of the hope. Yes. Yes. And, and yeah. I agree 100%. And as a parent, um, I think of this, you know, I, I know, and I get, I get that, you know, we have to, we, we have to teach our children character and all of these things. But be a hope giver to your children. And I, I get that we don't give them everything they want. I get that we have to say no to them. Um, you know, we, we don't play we don't play games and at the end say everybody's a winner. Okay. We don't do those things because character plays it has, you know, has to be there. But I think of the verse, um, I think it's in it's in the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus talks about coming to our Heavenly Father. And it, he says that our Heavenly Father loves to give good gifts to his children. You know, he talks about if a, if a child asks his father for bread, is he going to give him a stone? Um, and, and that idea of as parents, our Heavenly Father gives good gifts to his children. Yeah. So be a hope giver to your children. If there, if there's something that you know you can do for your child to help them, to propel them on in serving the Lord or in life in a godly way or a very practical way that God leads you, be a hope giver. Um, I, I mean, I, I always get concerned, and I have interacted with parents like this, where it almost we're being a dictator or an authoritarian seems to be what they view as being a godly parent. And I get that we have, like I said, I get we have to give give the law and give the, I'm not trying to say we let our kids be anarchists, but do you understand what I'm saying, Doug? Yeah, where, yeah I do. We're there to support them and to be a hope giver to them because our kids are living in a very hopeless world. Well, and, and, so and it's, it's not to do that. Yeah, it's, it's again, it's, it's the exact opposite of self-handicap and self-hurt, you know, hope's the opposite of that. So yeah. you can actually uh, handicap your kids if you're not careful. Yeah. If you're talking around, this yep. is probably going to go bad anyway. We're going to go broke anyway. Yep. We're not going to yep. get the money we need. I mean, we got to be very careful at how we deal with these things and how we go through these things. And I, I think you hit it pretty well here, Stephanie. You know, part of the problem we deal with, part of what we're living with, part of what we're going through um, in life, when we're raising kids, when we're raising humans, when we're helping humans is we got to be careful not to be old negative juju all the time, not yeah. to bring people down, you know, and for instance, uh, there's a gentleman and a lady and both of them have been through junk in their life. They're married. You know, we seem to marry people who, uh, been through the kind of the same junk we are. 
uh, you know, we've been through, I guess. And, uh, but anyway, the lady said something to me a while back, you know, I was talking to her and her husband on the phone. They're people I keep up with pretty much and, and love and, and, uh, you know, counsel them a little bit with their marriage a couple of years ago, a few years ago. But the lady said something to me. She said, I realized that I was passing on all my negative feelings, all my depression, all that to my kids. And it hit wow. me. Why am I doing that? And she said that to me and she said, really everything that I thought is going to turn out bad for the most part has turned out good. So I think, I think somehow Stephanie, as we wrap this up and we think about this, if we can walk away with anything here, if we can somehow put this all together, uh, be a hope carrier, be a hope sharer, you know, be somebody who says, no, things can get better here. This is all right. I'm right here by you. I'm going to hang with you. I mean, you know, be with your kids. Oh, this is going to be okay. I mean, you know, 99 out of 100 times with our kids, it's going to be okay. You know, yeah. so it's it's how we approach things, how we do things, how we say things. I don't know. Wrap us up, Stephanie. What are you thinking? Well, I think of um, the song, The Joy of the Lord is My Strength. And it's just a little scripture song that um, that I used to sing a lot when my kids were little and I felt overwhelmed. But... Um, Remembering that the joy of the Lord is our strength. In other words, joy, happiness, that's hope. And yes, we have, I think <laughs> we've all experienced, are going to experience hope being deferred. And this is just a fact. It does make the heart sick. Um, but looking for that, putting our desire in the Lord and looking to him and, and, and again, knowing that we can hope in him and he's never going to disappoint us. And just being a hope giver, I think that's huge that if God can use us to be a conduit of his hope, that if God can use us to be a conduit of hope being fulfilled, we can be a part of being a tree of life in someone else's life. So look for that, for that opportunity to be a tree of life to someone else this week. There it is. And I think that's where we got to be. And folks, I know we went a little bit long today, but hope is so important. You can be a hope giver, a hope liver. Be that person. Uh, live the life of hope. Live the life with Christ and live the life of hope and share that hope. It's contagious, just like being heavy, just like being depressed, just like being down, just like uh, it, it has that same contagiousness. But I think even a little more, that whole joy thing Stephanie's talking about. Listen, we sure do love you, folks. If we can do anything to help you, please call us or get a hold of us. Best way, Facebook, Helpful Wounded Spirits page, look us up. And uh, listen to everything Eric's got to tell you about knowing for sure you're going to heaven. There's nothing more important than that. We sure do love you, folks. We hope you have a great day. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, 
and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.